Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies here on KTXW, 11:20 a.m. and 101 FM. I am Kiri Brinkater, and we are so grateful that you have found us today on Love Talk. We're grateful and thankful that you that you're here with us on Saturday morning. What an absolute blessing! Of course, I am in studio with my beautiful friends and co-hosts, Kathy Anderbrack and Marlene McMichael. Well, good morning, Kathy Anderbrack. Good morning, Coach Carrie Brinkader. Good morning, Marlene. It's great to be with you, <laughs> ladies, this morning. It is Valentine's Day this week, and I'm so excited about the program today. Absolutely. Good morning, Marlene. How are you today? I am good. I've had an eventful week. I think we all have. Uh-huh. And um, But God has showed up, and that's very exciting to me. You know, we, we have just been through this giant ice storm. I mean, it's been crazy. But, you know, I saw, of course, I know you're on all the the messaging boards, Marlene, the next doors and, and all of that. And I saw this most amazing post the other day. It was this man, I guess he kind of lived out. Um, he lived in a neighborhood, but it was a neighborhood where you could burn. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, friends, everybody bring your truckloads of wood. We're going to be starting a fire. Bring your wood. We're going to have it out here all day Saturday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. My eyes just got real big. (laughs) I know. Well, no, 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 no. He said, whatever you bring, you have to burn. You're not bringing it and dropping it. Here's the point. The point is, bring it out. Stay. Bring a lunch. Bring a snack. Bring a beverage. Sit down. Meet your neighbors. And let's just all come together. I'm providing us a place... I just, I was like, this is the best thing ever. Way to go. You know, just get together, make the best of a kind of a really hard situation for many. Absolutely. I mean, I've had friends who've had whole trees just fall through their house and and, uh, another friend who's their tree fell through their neighbor's house that now that oh, is awkward but no. uh, so there are people that are really still suffering yes. and, and yet at the same time you know we often open the show and say it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood it's not <laughs> <laughs> you can't imagine the piles and mountains and piles of debris and mm-hmm. branches and mm-hmm. I mean as tall as I am. I mean, granted, I'm not six feet like Carrie, but, <laughs> but uh, yes, they're huge, and they're all over the place. And so it's been, it's been a challenge to people to get services and to figure out how to navigate this. And, and I, at least as of a couple of days ago, I've heard that there are many areas that still don't have electricity. That's our, our that, property. We still don't have electricity as of, as of today, this morning. We still don't. Uh, we had a giant branch uh, fall on the electric line from the street to the house and it ripped all of the meters off the house and so we are still working on that and I do have a pile uh, six feet tall and at about 20 yards wide or 20 yards long and about four feet wide it's insane I did not know I could pile I I feel like a pioneer I'm making a (laughs) I'm making a you know an amazing um fence out of wood that's a little discombobulated but it works <laughs> well you know and I was talking to I, I left my glass my driving glasses at a, a business here in Austin last week and so I finally figured out that's where they were and I called and yes they found them but I was talking to the salesperson I guess that I that is at the dealership where I left them and uh, she lives in Lakeway she didn't the whole Lakeway, which is a big area for those mm-hmm. who are listeners uh, along the, the um, I guess it's Lake Travis, that was totally without power and, and you know, had been for a week. Yeah. So you can imagine the kind of mess that you've got in your refrigerator. Oh, my stars. <laughs> right, just to name yeah. one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so it's, it's been, uh, fortunately, uh, we have not had that uh Georgetown got our electricity up and running pretty fast. And yeah. I think the longest I was out was six hours. So mm-hmm. it's not too uh, bad. But it's been a it's been a challenge this week. It's been interesting. It's been interesting. I love the way that everyone's kind of just gone out the doors, helped one another. Yes. Um yes. our 
beautiful friends, Van and Evelyn Davison. I, I, uh, Evelyn is the founder of Love Talk. She started the program over 37 years ago, and uh, she's the one who trained up both Carrie and I and invited us in to be co-hosts. And um, so Van was telling me that he got out there and he started kind of straightening things up and cleaning stuff up, and, and his neighbor came over and just started helping. And and Van was so grateful for his neighbor's help because he said, you know, I, I, I maybe I could have gotten it done. It would have taken me a lot longer, but I wouldn't have had as much fun mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. And I just love it how, you know, you just think, okay, we're two or more gathered in in the name of Christ that that there he is. And you think, well, it's because God likes to have fun and he likes to have a good time. And right. it's amazing when just people come together, just this heavy burdensome load, all of a sudden it becomes fun. It becomes a bonfire. It becomes, (laughs) you know, uh, it just, Mm -hmm. it changes everything when people come together. It does. It's so grateful for the community that has come together. And I've seen so many posts of, you know, kids that have gone to their neighbors and helped pick up limbs and just, you know, amazing it restores your faith in humanity when you see neighbors helping neighbors and just getting getting together. So amongst the the tragedy that a lot of people have had, there have been many, many blessings. So, so we're super thankful for that. And, friends, we, we pray that uh, you are doing well today. As we turn our focus to this week, this coming up week, we've got, you know, I don't really call this a holiday. I don't really, I mean, we don't call Valentine's a holiday because do we? No, uh, no, it's not it's a holiday. A, it's just kind of a celebration reminder day. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'll, I'll tell you what Britannica.com says about it. It says, formal messages or valentines appeared in the 1500s, and by the late 1700s, commercially printed cards were being used. Can you believe that? The late 1700s? Um, the first commercial valentines in the United States were printed you know, somewhere around there, the the mid-late 1700s, early 1800s. Valentines commonly depict Cupid, the Roman god of love, with hearts, traditionally the seat of emotion. And traditional gifts, candy, flowers, red roses, <laughs> you know, a, a symbol of love. But Valentine's Day is definitely worth mentioning, and I and I we all here at Love Talk pray that you have a great love day on Valentine's Day, and celebrate those that you love. But we're also acutely aware that this kind of hallmark holiday, as a lot of people call it, can be incredibly lonely. If you're missing that special someone, or if you're in a season of life where you're you're chasing singleness or, um, you know, maybe you've just had a rough patch and you're not feeling particularly loved. Um, it can be charged with a lot of emotion, but I think it can also be charged with a lot of memories. So today here on Love Talk, uh, the three left ladies, we'd, we'd like to remind you that you are vastly loved. You are fiercely loved. And we taught, like to talk about some memories or remembrances Um, on this day as we kind of move forward and take this memory-filled adventure with us today. Um, As You know, we've got a lot of great scriptures to talk about today and uh, some history as well. You know, I I love when you talk about remembering and remembering um, just the wonderful times. And, And it's amazing how memories bring back the same beautiful, wonderful feelings that are associated with those memories. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. like reaching into the past and pulling up like a bucket of love and just pouring (laughs) it out over (laughs) yourself. I love it. Well, it's so Mm -hmm. funny because this Valentine's Day, so um, my youngest, Faithy, she has been dating a young man for just over six months now. And of course, Logan met him. It was very important. Logan and Shawnee must approve. And so uh, Faithy dragged him out to Georgetown (laughs) uh, for Logan and Shawnee to meet him. And I I feel like they both gave him a a pretty solid thumbs up. Oh, absolutely. And so this Valentine's Day is their first Valentine's Day together. And um, as he's never dated anyone before, it is his first Valentine's Day with a Valentine. Wow. And so they're both very, very excited. And it made me think my first Valentine with Eric, it was 30 
five years ago. <laughs> this is my 35th Valentine's Day with, with Eric, wow. with my husband. And so, you know, obviously not all of that married, but we started dating Christmas Eve of 1987. And so uh, Valentine's Day 1988 was our first Valentine's Day. And so it's just fun getting to kind of reflect and remember those first I don't know. Those, it's just amazing what it does to your heart when you just bring up some of the love of the past. Well, and, you know, in our humanness, uh, you know, it's easy for us to remember a lot of the, the good times, right? And I think it's also easy for us to remember the really hard times, too. You know, our brain in our humanness, we, we go back to there. And, um, you know, all throughout Scripture, God is continually reminding his people you need to remember okay we have a tendency to remember the hard times but we also kind of forget the pain that went along with those hard times we might go oh yeah that was a really hard time but we do have a tendency to repeat (laughs) some of our mistakes if we don't really understand why we went through those hard times. And um, so let's let's look at a couple of key scriptures for today. 1 Corinthians 11, 2. Now I commend you because you remember me in everything and maintain the traditions even as I delivered them to you. And then kind of the scripture that I, I really want to focus on today is this one from Psalm 111, verse 2. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Ladies, did you guys know that in at at, at Cambridge University, University there is a, a laboratory called the Cavendish Laboratory, and it's a Nobel Prize winning uh, research center. Uh, in fact, where they basically had the discovery of DNA, and we all know how important that is. Over a hundred years ago, um, that lab was, uh, I'm sorry, the lab moved over a hundred years ago. And the scripture, Psalm 111, verse 2, is carved above the entrance to this laboratory, which I think is amazing. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight. Why would scientists... Use a Bible verse about pondering and remembering. You know, I, I was kind of shocked that prominent, prominent scientists are citing Scripture as the inspiration of their work. But we have to remember that there is a foundation there of biblical ideas. And if we forget our history, we cannot fully understand the present and our role in it. So our question of the day, as we like to say, is how can our memories, positive and negative, remind us of who we are and whose we are? That's what we'll be talking about today. And that's a huge question. (laughs) So many thoughts right now. Uh, I think I've had to prepare for this program more than I've had to prepare for any program in about the last three months. I know, right? Because... I had Logan do a little exercise last week. Um, I just, I said, Bud, I really want you to write this down because I want you to remember how you're feeling in this moment. I don't want you to forget this. I don't want you to forget all of your emotions and your feelings that are wrapped up right now. Um, Because I I just think we can get wrapped up in life and, and, um, those people that journal, Kathy, you journal, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Marlene, you journal. Some. Some you know, I, I've heard over and over again that you look back on those journals and you go, oh, yeah. Wow. What a time that was. Good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. And you look back on those memories and you go, oh, man, wow, we came through that. Holy cow. That was tough. Uh, it's like having a baby, right? You, 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 you quickly forget the pain. <laughs> You're rem- remodeling is about the same right, right? right Marlene there you go, there you go. <laughs> it's like it's like why in the world did I decide to do this you know you're in labor same thought uh, right Wait, you're remodeling and the dust is everywhere same thought why did I decide to do this and then you know when it's you, all done and baby's out or the remodeling's done you go 
This is great. This is, hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You found the love ladies right here, Coach Carrie Brinkater in studio with Kathy Indebrock and Marlene McMichael. And, of course, I'd love to remind you how you can find us um, when it's not a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. You can find us on our archives at Love Talk Network. You can live stream Always, The Bridge, Austin. But you can find specifically The Love Ladies on Facebook and Instagram and on our podcast at Love Talk. That's all one word. Just smash it all together and you can find us at Love Talk Radio. Um, We are, and and you can listen to us there 24-7, all the time, every day, (laughs) no matter where you are in the world. Just download us and you'll have us right there handy dandy downloaded on your device. And if you like a program, tell us on Facebook or share it with your friends. I've really been asking the Lord to spread the word. And so Mm -hmm. um, our listeners are a vehicle for that. So if you like a show, let us know. That's right. And share it. I love that, Marlene. Absolutely share it. It's so easy now to just share the podcast with your friends. It's it's simple. It's a click of a button. So absolutely, we can do that. Well, today we're talking about memories, positive and negative, and how they remind us of who we are and whose we are. Okay, ladies, you know, I'm kind of a science geek. I really love um, digging into why, why things are the way they are. And scientists tell us that the mind can store. Now, I don't know whose mind can do this because mind can't, can store <laughs> as many as 600 memories per second. 600 memories per second for our lifetime without a problem. I I can't even fathom this. Um, the Guinness Book of Records states that Dominic O'Brien, this guy, memorized 54 packs of shuffled cards. That's 2,800 cards in a single sitting. Okay, so for 11 hours and 42 minutes, he memorized 2,800 cards. And then for three hours and 30 minutes, he recited them in order. Marlene, could you do that? No, (laughs) but I also have to ask, why would anybody want to do that? I know, I know, know. right? But that shows the power of our brains. I mean, the power of this supercomputer that God has built for us in our noggins. You know, remembering is just a central theme throughout the Bible. God knows the weaknesses of humankind and how we tend to forget. God's people are always in danger of forgetting. You know, we're all, we as God's people of where we have come from, who we are and whose we are. You know, I think our memories can be both positive and negative, Mm -hmm. but even in the negative it's worth remembering them, you know, particularly, you know, we're talking about Valentine's Day. And yeah. and for those of us who are single, that may not be a good day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it may not. I may not be the greatest day in the world. But in our dark hours, in those times when it's really, really difficult, God can show up and those memories are life restoring. Mm, You know, I can remember uh, early in my Christian walk where, you know, by the time I was 20, I had actually lost two fathers Mm -hmm. through death. And, and I used to think, I know God is real because I know what he did to my family and how he saved literally every member of my family Mm -hmm. in the process of that second death. You know, was it devastating? Absolutely. But I, when I went home, I told mom I wasn't going to leave until she met the Lord. Mm-hmm. It took her three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but God so changed that woman, I know there's a God. You know, I, I absolutely love that, Marlene. Um, there's a famous psychologist right now. His name is Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you guys listen mm-hmm. to him, but he's very oh, yeah. thought-provoking, right? I mean, the things that he says are just so direct And he said something, I did not write this down, but it's something to this effect. Our suffering, deep, dark suffering, actually leads us to less suffering. He said, when you are deep and dark in the suffering, 
and you work yourself through it and you come out on the other side, it teaches our bodies that um, that we can do it, that we mm-hmm. that it actually leads to less suffering in the future because we've learned how to cope better. And, you know, I, I it's so thought provoking to think like that. But, you know, if you also look at it, um, everybody likes to tell stories we all like to remember you know I think about um, the older population that I work with on a day-to-day basis they love storytelling right our very own precious Miss Evelyn Davison the founder of Love Talk she loves to tell a good story Um, and then even the younger generation Marlene we look at you know to throwback Thursday right they'll post something that's from a year ago (laughs) you know on social media Throwback Thursday, um, because we all like to remember. We we all like to remember. Scientists say that reminiscing is actually a technique that people use to make themselves feel better. Um, Hyman wrote that in a journal in 2014. Also, reminiscing can also help calm us down in stressful situations. Um, so we should remember the good times. But, Kathy, here you go. I'd like to toss out this question to you. Can remembering, pondering, contemplating the tough times help remind us who we are and whose we are? Yes. I mean, when you when I look at the most difficult times of my life, I'm able to look back and see God's faithfulness. And even at the moment I was in, maybe I couldn't see it at the time. But when I look back, I think, well, where did that friend come from? They came out of nowhere. Where did that provision came come from? It came out of nowhere. And even difficult things that I've gone through, it was a step towards amazing and brilliant and wonderful. And um, so, yes, I mean, if we are going and looking and asking ourselves in the moment, what is God up to? And then looking back, what did God do with that? How did God use that in my life? We are reminded that he is so true to his word in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that he does have plans to mm. prosper us and grow us. And they are not plans for our harm, but they are plans for our good. And so I just, yes, I think I, you know, we talked a little bit about journaling earlier and I, you know, just going back through my my journals and listening and reading through and just remembering and retracing, I have favorite stories that, that mm-hmm. I like to go to. And, uh, you know, especially um, in moments where I'm just like, Lord, I cannot see to the other side of this. Mm-hmm. I am completely blind. I need wisdom. I need discernment. And I feel like you are not giving it to me. Mm-hmm. I go back to my journals and I see when I was in those same places how he got me through to the other side and what he did with that difficult circumstance. And those, those memories, when you are acutely aware of God's intervention, build your faith. And that's yeah. really important. I mean, yeah. I'm in, you know, I've been through divorce and it was a very, very painful divorce, uh, very traumatic and on multiple levels and someday, but not today. Well, we may talk about that. But I literally remember days when it was so awful and so bad. And yet I felt the presence of the Lord mm. at the foot of my bed. Mm. You know, he he loves us so. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I think is really important is to renew your relationships uh, within your family. Uh, you know, as you... We, I grew up in a very um, Norman Rockwell type of childhood where we were close to our grandparents. We would go stay there all the time. All our cousins came to the house. We knew all of our cousins, and we played together, and we wrestled together, and we just we talked for hours on end. Well, for many years as we entered adulthood, those cousins didn't talk. Now, all of a sudden... There's a real effort to get together for reunions. There's a real, there is a, uh, both sides have text chains with a dozen or more cousins on it, and mm-hmm. they communicate daily. Just last night, congratulations, Cousin Mark. He is a new grandfather. We have a new great, great niece in the family. Oh and uh, 
So renewing those relationships and the feelings you felt as a mm-hmm. child as you taunted each other and played with each other and just had fun with each other, those are also restorative. And um, mm-hmm. I encourage people to do that. You haven't mm-hmm. seen your family in a while, your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, do it. That before, could, before time runs out. That could be your Valentine to yourself. It is. <laughs> you it know, is. to so. reestablish those relationships or just make a connection on Valentine's Day. It doesn't have to, you know, we always think I of it as. I actually have been noodling about a noodling. Uh, cousin, cousin's show on Love Talk, but we haven't, we haven't, we haven't quite figured <laughs> out the theme and the, and the okay. whole, how that will work yet. We could we could each bring our one favorite cousin. Mine actually lives right in Austin, and I just adore him. And we have the the most fun time together. So oh if we goodness. do it. I am all in. Oh my goodness, that would be so fun. <laughs> it would be. Yeah, fun. That would be amazing. Um, you know, I I love this, and it, we see examples of this in the Bible constantly. I mean, if we go back to the Old Tes- Testament, Moses, bless Moses. He was constantly reminding the Israelite people where they came from. Brutality, slavery, at the hands of the Egyptians. He had to keep reminding them who they were. And there's just a beautiful story of remembering when we look in Joshua chapters 3 and 4. The Israelites were crossing the Jordan. They were going into the promised land. And the Lord you know, cut off the waters so that his children could cross onto dry land. He ordered that one stone for each tribe be taken from the dry riverbed and carried into the promised land to build into an altar. And when the Israelite children saw it, they would be moved to ask about those stones. And it gave the Israelites an opportunity to reflect and to remember and to speak about the Lord What the Lord had done for them. In other words, to speak about who they are. You know, at uh, the school that my kids grew up in, um, Classical Christian School, we did a ceremony called the Rock Ceremony. Uh And every year you uh, write a trait on a rock that um, you've seen grow in your child over that year. And so in our house, um, we just have this big bucket of rocks that um, (laughs) sits on the entry table right as you walk into the house. And so it's a bunch of, you know, gray rocks with a black Sharpie on them with a trait and a Bible verse and our kid's name and what age they were. And they all sit there by the front by the front door. And when Kinsey graduated last year, I can't tell you what joy it brought to dig out those 13 rocks from kindergarten to 12th grade and lay them all out and go, oh, wow, Kenzie, look at this. Wow, look at this trait of perseverance, of confidence, of joy. You know, each one for 13 years, and it was such an affirmation for her. Oh, my goodness. You know, remembering is so – that was healing, and that was Mm -hmm. um, – it's healing so long as we don't dwell in the negative. Oh, sure. Because right, God right, right. is always with us. We need to, the the monument that Israel built to this occasion was to rejoice in the deliverance of yes, God. Yes, the positive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing with your rock ceremony. It's so fun. It's so fun. Kathy, where, where are all y'all's rocks? Where do you put your rocks? <laughs> You know, the girls have kind of held on to their rocks individually, so we don't have them at one specific place. I would say of all of our three girls, if you actually were to, if there were to be one that actually knew exactly where they were, it would be Jordan. She'd be like, oh, yeah, I have them over here in the corner of this whatever. Uh But Faith, of course, Faith would be like, yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) A few years ago, I did go into Logan's room. He had them all in one box. But I I was like, you know what? I want to put these in a special place. And so I gathered them all up um, and put them downstairs. Okay, ladies, here's another question for you guys. Can you pinpoint a specific time in your life, like a memory, whether it's positive or negative, where God said, you know what? I'm going to remind you who you are. I'm going to remind you right now who you are. Whether it was a good, you know, it was something painful you went through or something positive went through. And you go, you know what, Lord, you're right. I'm, I'm yours. I'm yours. I, I, I 
I, I feel it. You guys have a, a memory, you know, have a specific time you could talk about, about a time when God just said, this is who you are. Uh, well, so mine is, uh, you know, I always was one of those Christians that lived in boxes. So here I am a Christian at church, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe if I'm in a Bible study or with some my Christian friends, then Jesus is in that. But when I'm at work, well, work is work, and work really, you know, like Jesus isn't really interested in, in work. And I was in Australia working on this huge project, and um, and this we were I was doing the opening for Fox Studios. And, I mean, it's so many years ago now I can speak about this. I was doing the opening for Fox Studios. We had this huge campaign getting ready to, like, staff their entire um, grand opening and the number I had been given from our call center was wrong. And I called the number, and it was like a, I think it was a beauty salon answered. Oh, and, um, and I, I mean, and this was literally the day before newspapers all over Australia were going out with this phone number in the newspaper ad. And so I called the, uh, the call center, and they said, Oh, I, you know, we just swapped two numbers. I don't know how we did that. No, we gave you the wrong number. You're going to have to change the number because we're contracted for this other number with another client. And I said, no, you don't understand. We cannot change this. This is impossible to change. And um, for the next two hours, I tried to get to resolve this. And I thought, it's, this is going to be an absolute nightmare. I'm going to end up getting fired and getting sent back to the United States and my career's totally over. And um, so after trying for two hours to resolve this with absolutely no options at all available, I got in the taxi because I was going to have to go over to the head of, of Fox Studios in Australia and his VP of Human Resources and tell them about this PR nightmare that was about to hit the following morning when all the newspapers and campaign were launched. And um, on the way over, I thought, well, okay, I I should pray about this. And I just remember, like, what can God do? God cannot do anything. Like, and what does he care? Like, he doesn't care about this. And I thought, okay, well, there's nothing else to do. I am just going to pray. And so I just spent the entire entire taxi ride over to Fox Studios just praying just praying and when the taxi pulled up to Fox Studios I got out of the car my cell phone rang it was the recruitment center everything had been resolved the um the beauty uh client or whatever had let go of the number they had transitioned the number across they were in the process of putting on a um a message for Fox Studios And it was, like, done. It was done. So people moved from absolutely, I will not give up this number, this will not change, negotiating for two hours trying to even buy this number, to everything was done. Wow. And and at that point I knew God was like, I am God over everything, everything, the mountains, the valleys, the business, the church, the everything, your life, whatever you step into, I'm God in that and you are mine. And so that was life changing for me. Wow, Kathy, that's, I've never heard you tell that story before. That is unbelievable. You know, we think that God is not, um, that, like you said, that he doesn't care about our tiniest little details in our lives but he absolutely does. He wants to be Lord over every single one of them, and he wants us to bring those to him as well. Mm -hmm. So um, very, very true. You know, it would be great if we could rid ourselves of the negative memories, Um, but I truly believe, and I know every listener knows this, and Kathy and Marlene, I feel like this has kind of been a central theme for us, over the last, I don't know, six or eight months that I believe that God uses those hard and negative and and difficult situations to shape and mold us and that we process and we learn from those negative experiences or memories and they help us develop and grow and come closer to the Lord. In fact, Scripture guarantees this. Isaiah 61.11 says, He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, 
to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Okay, ladies, do you agree with the following statement? Marlene, I'm going to throw this one to you. You can be assured that if God has allowed pain from the past to resurface in your life, it is because he desires to bring deeper healing, a deeper level of healing for you. Do you believe that statement is true? I I really do. Um, and I could tell you a bunch of different stories, but I'm going to, you know, we've already talked about the ice storm. And, and so I want to bring that one up because it's very real to me right mm-hmm. now. But um, in 19, I mean, in 2021, with um, Ice Storm Uri. Snowpocalypse. Yeah, that one, which I can't pronounce that word, so I'm not going to use that word. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I was pretty confident that, there, you know, we weathered this thing, and then all of a sudden water was running all over my house, and and literally, you know... I'm a girl, and, and and I don't I don't know anything about tools. I don't know how you turn anything off, much less turn how to turn it on. And um, and so you know, I had pipes break all over the house. I was down to studs at the end of that storm, uh, in five rooms, and it took because of this was just following COVID and. And then because of the storm, there was a shortage of both materials mm-hmm. and, and workers. It took eight months to get a kitchen back, seven months to get a bedroom back. And that was that was pretty traumatic because mm-hmm. I lived all the way through it. And so when, when any time an ice storm comes, I go into freak out mode. <laughs> and I I confess that honestly. Mama bear mode. Like no, no, no. I'm just totally scared <laughs> and uh-huh. blitzed out. And uh, my daughter told me this week, Mom, you, you probably have PTSD. And I went, that's right. I do. <laughs> I do. Because I totally freak out. Mm-hmm. This storm didn't affect the inside of the house, but it certainly affected the outside because I have tremendous tree damage. But God showed me all the way through this. He could handle it. Yeah. You know, uh, and there were people that came to help, whether it was city workers or it was a fire department crew or my brother and, and nephew mm-hmm. came from Louisiana. None of which I knew was going to happen. None of which I asked for. Mm-hmm. And and then I was praying, well, God, how do I pay for repair of, or trimming of all these trees? Because we're talking about thousands, thousands of, dollars. of dollars. And mm-hmm. a work thing came up that I did not expect, and it will pay for that. And so I am just, I was literally bouncing around the ha- house in gratitude for what God can do in the midst of a disaster. And I pray that God shows you those things mm-hmm. and that you lean into him when you're in the midst of a disaster, whether it's it's personal, emotional, or physical. Um, and, and you just you lean into God and say, God, help me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know. Because he will. Well, he will. And Marlene, <laughs> you know, you're you're over there thinking, I have to handle this alone. I have to do this by myself, right? Because you live alone. And. That's a scary feeling. It is. That's a that's a really scary feeling. And sometimes we can work through things on our own and we can, you know, power through and we can get it done. But sometimes we need the help of others. And praise the Lord, you had the help of others. Amazing. It was just totally amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I still don't even know how it happened except that it was God. And um, so... Well, Galatians 6.2 tells us to carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And I don't think God wants us to carry our burdens alone. In fact, I I know he doesn't. Um, There are times whenever things are so hurtful and so painful and just maybe embarrassing that we don't want to share them. Um, You know, I was listening to a podcast the other day, my favorite comedian, he's a Christian comedian, and he's been through some really hard things. And he said, you know, in his AA meetings that um, there's nothing people say in those meetings where anybody else is shocked. (laughs) I get it. Everybody just goes, okay, thank you, Carrie. And then they move on and they move on to the next person, right? God is not shocked by anything. And he wants to be there right there in the midst of everything we're going through. Friends, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we're, we're right here at the end of our segment. We have one more segment of Love Talk with you, our friends. We're so grateful for you. When we return, more about memories and who we are and whose we are and how God uses those 
to just fulfill our lives and let us know who we are. Uh, when we return to Love Talk, Hello, you'll get more from the Love Ladies. Love Talk. Today. You are here with Carrie, Kathy, and Marlene, um, the Love Ladies. Great to have you on this beautiful day that the Lord has made. And we're remembering, we're reminiscing a little bit here. We're talking about how our memories can comfort us, how our memories can uh, bring us joy, how they can remind us of things that we've walked through that were really, really hard. And right before we went to break, um, talking about just kind of handling things on our own and how um, Galatians 6.2 reminds us that we are to carry each other's burdens. And, you know, I think, guys, over the last year, we've walked through some really difficult things in our family. And what I've come to, to find out is there are a lot of people out there that are really good about helping you carry your burdens. Mm -hmm. Um, They really have a gift for that. Um, There are also people that are not good at carrying others' burdens. And and you know what? That's okay, too. That's okay, Mm -hmm. too. And some people aren't necessarily – some people, I think, are more equipped to carry burdens than others. And that is okay because we all have different, um, I guess – unique traits that the Lord has given us. But my question to you guys is, have you ever sought out a friend to pray with, even if you were embarrassed or or maybe just like a little trepidatious, have you ever sought out a friend to pray with, or have you ever sought out counseling to help you through something? Either one of you guys? Yes. 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 Both counts. Both counts. Yes. Well, and I mean, you know, my mom is a, she's been a, a, a licensed Christian counselor, a licensed professional counselor for, gosh, almost 30 years now. And so we were, you know, if you're if your dad's a dentist, you probably get your teeth cleaned a little bit more often. And so because our mom was in uh, the, the field of psychology, we all grew up seeing a counselor. And so in high school, I had a Christian counselor to go in and talk with. And so it helped me become so self-aware and um, really process through some things and, you know, maybe even some things I thought, well, I, I'm not ready to tell my parents about this or I'm not quite sure how to tell my parents about this, but I know that I need some wisdom and advice. And so that was incredibly useful for me. And now, yeah, I, I call my friends. I will tell you, if, if you're one of my friends and I know you have an active prayer life, oh, you're going to get a text from me saying, please pray and here are some of the details that I can share. Please, please, please pray. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've been that for um, some friends too. I, for my, one of my two closest friends, I met her over her lunch hour in the parking lot for almost two years just praying because she was like, I just need help being able to wake up and breathe every morning with everything mm-hmm. I'm going through. And I, it was a privilege to be able to do that for her and with her and God just grew me through it so much. So yes, pray with those praying friends, be that praying friends, go get a Christian counselor. If you need one, do not hesitate. Amen. Amen. I love that. I think there's such um, power in just sharing and uh, sitting with, with people. Um, And in those times, God reminds us whose we are have you ever felt like you just didn't know whose you were and who you belong to? Well, the Lord reminds us that we are his. And there is a beautiful story. I mean, this is all the way back in Genesis, Marlene, where we, <laughs> where we see Hagar, who was a slave and she was abused and mistreated. Tell us a little bit about what, what was going on here. Well, she was also pregnant and alone, and, mm-hmm. and she fled into the wilderness, and there the angel of the Lord appeared to her, bringing comfort and instruction and prophecy. And I want to read Genesis sixteen thirteen. And you don't really have to go in the desert to feel alone, by right, the way. Right. You can feel alone. <laughs> in your house. At, you can feel alone in the middle of a crowd, Absolutely. let me tell you. But, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, she was alone in the desert. And Genesis sixteen thirteen says, she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. Mm. And that is so powerful. It is so powerful to me because, well, it, 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 is, it just speaks of the, 
the most inner sanctum of your heart. Right. You know, so often we think we're misunderstood or we think that nobody noticed that kindness or or that nobody noticed how badly we're hurting. And yet she says, God sees me, the the real me. And that is uh, that is just to me remarkable. I remember just a few weeks back we had Kevin Tanner from Jubilee uh, Prison Ministry on Love Talk, and he he had a remarkable show about prison ministry, and and his uh, time in the prisons, just working with inmates who in prison aren't called by their name they're called by their number mm-hmm. so they're like have no identity mm-hmm. uh who most of them came from broken homes in fact probably 90 percent or more came from broken homes and who didn't even know love who hadn't been hugged and uh and when i saw this verse about hagar i thought the thing that kevin and his team are doing in prison is showing them that in the darkest place, in a prison, locked up in a cell, where, they, where they're not even called by their name, God sees them mm-hmm. because he re- mm-hmm. brings God into those dark, dark places. Mm-hmm. And so I really encourage you to go back to our archives mm-hmm. or to our podcasts and listen to the story of Jubilee Prison Ministry by, you know, with Kevin Tanner and, uh, because it's, it's life-changing. He says, why, why wouldn't you want to go to prison Miracles happen there, you know, and I thought, well, that's a good way to look at it, you know, but, uh, but why not uh, go to the wilderness if you have to find God and let him see you? Well, and God reminded her in those moments who she was and that her life had a purpose. You know, he just wrapped her up and said, you know what? I see you. I see your pain. Your life has a purpose. Same with those prisoners. You know, Logan has a friend right now who has a incredibly difficult home life. I mean, it is, it's not, it's, 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 it's hard. And um, this sweet young man, I mean, he gives the best hugs. And I'm, Mm. you know, I know when he comes to my house, um, he's looking for that hug. And uh, he needs to be reminded who's he, who, whose he is. You know, I think back to a time when I was um, I was worn out in college coaching, absolutely worn out. I, I mean, my team was incredibly successful, but I was worn out because I kind of lost this vision and the focus of whose I really was. I was identifying myself as a college basketball coach. I mean, that was my identity, and I was really wrapped up in that. And so whenever I knew I needed to get out or it was time to get out or I was ready to get out, that God was was leading me out, still, like, I I still felt for some reason when I met people, oh, I was a college basketball coach. Like, I, I don't know. I just felt like I had to say that. But God continually reminded me, Carrie, that is just something you do. That is not who you are. You are a daughter of the king. You are my child. You are adopted into this family and you are beautiful without that. I think that's a real hard lesson for professionals to learn. Yes. And so I I really love the fact that you brought this up because, you know, in retirement, because I just retired Mm -hmm. right at a year ago, not quite a year, but almost. And that was very big struggle internally is, okay, now what, God? <laughs> yes. Now what do I do? Yes. And I'm a nobody now. And and that's not really true. It's not true. Because God has a purpose for each of us. And I've, I've been thinking about that a lot. Whether, you know, whether we, we're all artists in some way. Or, you know, some of us are artists with words, some with paint, some with mechanical things. But we're all artists. And would be frustrated if, if they fit us in the wrong medium. Mm-hmm. But God knows how we function. He knows who we are. And and he knows that we belong to him. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do is kind of walk with him and get into that play. You yeah. know, uh, it's... Um, well, and I think the Lord has reminded you recently uh, whose you are. I mean, he's... you. 
I, I think I sent you a text the other day. Oh, Marlene, I guess you know what you're doing in retirement now because you have all of these things on your plate that the Lord has just <laughs> dropped in your lap because of mm-hmm. what you have done in your past and the reputation that you have. And the Lord said, okay, here you go, Marlene. I, I got I got some yeah. more things for you. And, and, <laughs> and it's, that's really fun because I, I honestly, the one thought I had in retirement is that I believe I did what the Lord asked me to do all those years. And he produced works that I never dreamt were possible. But my roots are in my faith and in prayer and in the gospel message. That's where my identity, uh, Mm -hmm. the real me is. And I kept wanting to go back to my roots, go back to my roots and and, and not say yes to a bunch of things that are just to-dos, but to go back to my roots. And I feel like almost a dam has broken since January that he is he's filling that, that vessel up. And I know we're running out of time, so oh, I'm going man. to hush. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, friends, you know, like Hagar, like Kathy and Marlene and I, you too can know God's healing and his redeeming power, we can know his presence and his comfort and his love for us in the midst of our memories, the positive and the negative. We receive our identity from him. We can be assured beyond a shadow of a doubt that our father can use all things to bring us into his purpose for our lives. Friends, please remember, we just want to remind you today that you are God's beloved son or daughter. He loves you unconditionally and beyond measure. You can find us, friends, at Love Talk Network. You can find us on our podcast at Love Talk Radio, all one word there with Love Talk. We love you, friends. For Kathy Enderbrock, Marlene McMichael, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader. We'll see you next time here on Love Talk.